0: the Hammerdown Racing Report, and now your hosts,
1: Scott Hammer and Ron Miller.
2: Welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report for September 22nd. Show number 249. We never did decide what we're going to do for uh, our 250th, have we? Well, sort of. Have we? Well, as well, far as a guest.
3: Yeah. But... No, I I don't know. we got to do something special. All right. Should I bring the champagne? Yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? I
2: do Coming at you uh, live from the Ron Miller Race Cars Hammer Down Racing Report studio. This is uh, the Hammer Down Racing Report coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Oh, we uh, charted again on Apple Podcasts. Did we really? Yeah. Well, number 172. Ooh. In the automotive category again. Uh huh. Which I'm surprised that we chart on. There's like thousands and millions. Uh, yeah. So, anywho.
3: Well, we're good and we know it.
2: Tonight on the show, we have uh, BJ Gregory, two time uh, steel block late model series winner at Fremont. Uh, he went back to back last year and this year. You were there last year, weren't you? Yeah, I was. How'd you do in that? I got tangled up in
3: an early race mess. And
2: just- so that's, that's why I beat-
3: it was not a fun race.
2: <laughs> okay. And Steve was there last year. Uh, we'll talk with uh, BJ here in a moment. Also, uh, Steve Miller joining us in the studio. And a uh, mystery guest as well. We'll pot his mic up, but we're not going to put him on camera yet. Cause we're going to talk to him later. Multi-time Oakshade Raceway champion. Do you got any other championships?
4: Motocross.
2: Okay. Well, that might give, give it away. <laughs> as to who it is. But, uh, he's going to be, uh, making a, uh, did you officially retire? No. Okay. You just haven't raced in a while. Three years. Three. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I got a little reminder about the scroll there. This guy is going to uh, put this guy in a, uh, a late model this weekend. Yeah, how did that come about?
1: Well, we we I mean, were around the shop and we're we're thinking this car is just going to sit here this week, and it's like well, it'd be nice to get somebody in the car. And so we started looking. It's like, well, who do we want to get in the car? And so we came up with somebody that somebody. that could fit our. Fit in, yeah. fit, fit in the seat. Fit in the seat. Fit in the parameters of work, not work schedule of everything else. We had a couple of candidates, and uh, all
2: right, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. I don't want to give give it all away, but uh, yeah. So uh, he'll be making his first race in three years, then at uh, Oak Shade on Saturday night.
4: And yeah, looking forward to it.
2: I don't know more about that. Um, uh, also coming up uh, tonight, uh, we will. Uh, yeah, talking, uh, there was this uh, article I, that uh, Dave Kemmer forwarded to me from uh, Dave Ar- Argobreit. Yes. I think? Yeah, fr- um, about uh, racing. Is there too much racing? Is that the problem? Maybe it's not a tire shortage. Maybe there's too much racing going on.
3: So he's advocating closing some racetracks?
2: No, that's not it. We'll talk more about okay. that well, a little you bit were, later. You-
3: you teased me just I, enough there, a, Scott. I know.
2: That's what I'm trying to do. And then uh, also a little bit later, we'll be giving away some Big D's Pizza, courtesy of uh, Big D's Pizza. Uh, that'll be part of the how many. They do have a, a large uh, three-topping special going on tonight because of the uh, Browns game. Browns uh, taking on the Steelers. I believe that's about eight fifteen. so we're going to try and wrap this up before then, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I am. Uh, so uh, give Big D's uh, subs, ribs, chicken, and more, and Clyde a call right now. 419-547-1444 or order online at orderbigdspizza.com. And uh, make sure to follow them on Facebook for uh, their special offers like uh, the large 3 topping nine ninety nine special. That's uh, go Usually it's a Sunday special, right. but it's going on tonight. because it's football well, And, thing, and so.
3: make that call right now or get on the Internet and order your pizza so you'll
2: have it for, the, time game. for the game. There you go. Uh, big, or, or wings or... And bring us some, too. That'd be cool. Please. <laughs> big D's. Big on taste, not on price. Oakshade Raceway, we're the fastest meat to race, racing every Saturday night. Actually, for one more night this season, I guess. Uh, make sure to follow them on social media or visit oakshaderaceway.com. This weekend, it's topless night and the Sportsman Modified Dirt Duel. $1,000 to win that. That's uh, sponsored by Dipman Motorsports, Ron Miller Race Cars, Rusty Schlank Race Cars, Ink Walls get her done and uh River City Speed Shop.
3: I hear there's some trash talk going on already. Is there? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, obviously the modifieds think they're going to be king. Well we
2: we had that uh, Twitter poll that I put up last week. Really? And I left it up for a week and uh it started off it was dead even. It was 50-50. Yeah. Uh this morning as the last I checked it, uh modifieds 80%. Really? To 20%. Ooh. So modifieds uh they they are coming in talking trash, now is that, that for
1: cautions or is that for that's who's, who's going to win <laughs> not <laughs> not cause cautions
2: no, that's who's going to win Oh okay, I just want to make sure so we'll see that'll it'll be interesting i i haven't seen that. I know there's been a lot of talk uh for years during the off season uh people every year people say, eh, they should replace the sportsman uh, class with the modifies because there's a lot of modifieds around. And it seems like every year that happens, and now we got the Sportsman and the Modifieds combined together. So now it's put-up-or-shut-up time. There you go. We'll see how that works out. Uh, And finally, uh, freeze-frame photos. Uh, Contact them for all your racing photo needs, from action shots to victory lane. You probably have a lot of those, don't you? A few. Freeze-frame photo, victory lane. Charlie's probably got a bunch of pictures of uh, this guy over here who I will not mention just yet um now's the time to start working on those custom calendars i bet you you could use those old uh, pictures as well make some yeah old timey calendars for uh, 2023
3: yeah the uh the calendar that uh, the kids got me for christmas last year has a bunch of my old cars and it's really cool Every month I get to, ooh, yeah, I remember
2: that one. <laughs> there you go. So uh, give uh, Charlie a call, 419-476-9978. Freeze frame photos, special moments frozen in time. Also, thanks to Dominator Race Products, Rambler Race Cars, and Head Hunters Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg.
3: Let's, I was uh, just noticing you've got a nice haircut there, Yeah, Steph.
2: I got a I cut. John the barber, he cuts my hair. Really? A couple weeks ago, About a week and a half, yeah. Ooh. Pretty Impressive, yeah. Go there, ask for John the Barber. He may even give you a I, discount. Yeah, he ought to. Yeah, you probably get half off since you, you know it's only half a job, right? That's it, Mr. BJ Gregory. How's it going? How are you guys? Wonderful, pretty good. Now, uh, you're coming off the uh, the win Saturday night at Fremont, uh, and you have this uh, this new video series you started this year, Chasing Checkers. So, uh, a lot to talk to you about. Uh, let's start yes. off. Let's start off with, uh, with the Fremont, uh, races. Um, I mean, how much experience do you have run in Fremont other than, uh, than these two, uh, steel block, uh, late model series events?
0: That's it. That's <laughs> it. Last year for the steel block deal was the first, uh, I mean, we've been to the swap meet down there, you know, a thousand times, um, looked at the track then. Um, but last year steel block race was the first time that we had ever, uh, put a car on the track and myself on the track. So, two years.
3: So looking at the track during the, uh, swap meets gave you an unfair advantage?
0: (laughs) No. Um, you know, that track, it's very unique. It's kind of interesting. I figured out a few more things about it this year than I did last year, but, um, unique track, similar to Attica in some ways. Um, the lighting is phenomenal there. Um, so I actually like racing the track better at night than I do during the day. I feel like I can see it better. It's outlined better anyway. But yeah, I don't think the swap meet gave me any kind of advantage.
2: <laughs> oh darn! But you're you're 100 there. <clears throat> yeah, two for two. Or yeah, two for two.
0: I, I've so heard
3: rumors true. that they would like to have the steel block cars back more than just one show next year.
0: That would be interesting. I I really like that series. Um, there's there's a there's some talent uh, that runs in that series. Uh, I've actually followed them a little bit more this year. Last year was Fremont deal was our first race with them. Um, and it just so happened that we won it. Uh, but this year we went, went and ran with them several different times. Tyler County, 35 Raceway, uh, Hilltop, um, Wayne County. Uh, so traveling around with them guys a little bit more this year, uh, is definitely kind of opened up my eyes to, it, it's fun racing with people from other States and different backgrounds and different talent levels. Uh, it's a really neat series. So I wouldn't be uh, opposed to them having some more races up this way. Save okay. me a little bit of drive time.
3: How how was your record uh, when you traveled with them?
0: Uh, Not too bad. I think we went to Tyler County for our first race this year. I'd never been there before, really never seen the place. And I think we ran fifth that night. Um, I think we ran fifth or sixth at Wayne County. I'd never seen that place either. Everywhere I've went this year, or, you know, most everywhere I've went this year has been first time on a track. And obviously they do a hot lap qualifying. So you're right up against the gun right away. Um, But yeah, I think I don't, I think we've run in the top five with them. I'm pretty sure every time we've ran.
2: And you ever consider running the, their full series then?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it would be really neat to do that. The, the, the only problem is they, they pay pretty well for races, they pay, pay pretty well back throughout the field. Um, but their points championship, you know, the, the amount of traveling just really doesn't justify the means uh, to, to travel the full series with them. But. As far as racing with some of the people in that series, yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely put a season together with them if it uh, if it made sense financially.
2: Now, did you hit uh, any other tracks uh, other than uh, Oakshade that wasn't associated with uh, a Steel Black Late Metal Series event?
0: Yeah, yeah, we ran up to Merritt for the Wood Tick. That was the first time we had been to that. Um, I think it was the first time we'd ever been to Merritt. Uh, then we ran... Um, We went up to Mount Pleasant last weekend, too, on Friday night, and that didn't go so well. That was the first time I'd ever seen that place. Um, That one's
3: different.
2: Didn't Rusty win up there? Yeah, Rusty won. That's because he was our guest last week. So next race you're in, you're expected to win, just FYI. (laughs) Well,
0: that would be great. I wouldn't complain about that at all. I'll come on every week if that's (laughs) the
2: case. So what happened up there with you?
0: Um, you know, we we set a decent qualifying time. I think there was 34 cars there. We qualified seventh out of 34. So I wasn't too disappointed about that. It started us in a good spot in the heat race, starting the outside pole, of the heat race, uh, got a little bit roughed up right off the get. You know, guy tried to try to go for the gusto right there in the first corner, first lap. Um, but it all worked out. We ended up winning the heat race, uh, put us in the redraw. Of course, I pulled a six or yeah, I think a six, six or a four something like that, um, which is typical of my luck. And, uh, we kind of hung around in the top five, top eight, really the whole race. It was rubbered up when we rolled on the track. So obviously it didn't get any better as the future went on. Um, and every restart we had, we got stuck on the inside, of course. So we would kind of fall back a little bit, get back up in line. Some people would get tight or whatever, get a couple more spots back. And that's kind of how the whole race went, uh, right till the end. There was five to go. They went double file restart again with five to go. And, uh, at that point in the race, I think everybody had had enough of everybody else trying to move up in line uh, perhaps too soon or um, rough their way up in the line. Uh, and some guys got tangled up in the front stretch in front of me. I had nowhere to go at that point, and we tore a race car up pretty bad. So that made for quite the long weekend.
2: I bet. So uh, you finished ninth in the points at uh, at Oakshade. Um, mm-hmm. How would you rate your season as a whole, you know, with all the racing you've done this year?
0: Yeah, honestly, you know, pulling back thirty thousand feet from it and, and kind of looking at it holistically, uh, we've had a we've had a hell of a season. Uh, we haven't had the finishes that we wanted. Um, you know, I come from the I come from the school that if you're not winning, you're not doing the right thing. Um, but you kind of look at that and, and take it with a grain of salt and understand that you know some of the competition that we race, especially around here um, with the supercars or open cars or whatever people want to call them, um, is is truly some of the best in the country. I mean, we got. You know, Rusty, three-time national champion that runs with us weekly uh, almost. And he seems to be a lot of the places that we go to extracurricular. Um, so to step back and kind of look at it, I, I think the season's been really good overall. We've made a lot of positive improvements. I've learned a ton in the car as a driver. Uh, Brandon Brandon does all the setup stuff for me, my brother. And uh, he's, he's learned a ton and, and kind of traveling around to these different tracks, different dirt, Uh, you know, different configurations and having to adapt right away in order to get up to speed. That's helped us out a ton, too. So we probably had the best season we've ever had um, in a dirt late model anyway. Uh, You know, especially when you look at Attica, historically at Attica, we were lucky to run, run in the top 10, you know, make the show, run in the top 10. That was a good night for us. And I think we had we had, you know, a couple of top fives there this year, won a heat race there this year. I don't think we I don't think we qualified out of the invert at all there this year, maybe once. Um, So, you know, to kind of come out and put, put the nights together like that and, uh, you know, get some finishes uh, to back that up. um, Definitely been a good season overall, a lot of learning and uh, looking forward to next season.
2: So what, uh, what track would you say was your favorite track uh, this past season that you got to race on and why?
0: Yeah, honestly, I got to say Tyler County. Um, I like that place a lot. It's, you know, it's no different than really any other track uh, as far as, you know, the kind of the facilities and, and how it's ran. I mean, it's a dirt track. That's a it's a dirt track in the middle of nowhere. And it's just in the middle of nowhere in a bunch of mountains. Uh, but the surface is really cool. It's tighter than most anything that we race uh, around here. It's got a wall all the way around it, a guardrail wall. So that makes it kind of unique. And it, the the banking on there is a little bit different than most things that you see around here. It's very steep banking entrance to center. And then it kind of tapers off a little bit on exit and um, it's red clay. So the track is kind of predictable. Uh, it's kind of hammered down early in the night. And then, you know, I, when I was there in the spring, it stayed kind of hammered down up against the wall all night. Um, and then when we were there, we went there for the uh, Hillbilly 100 weekend, which they run a Hillbilly 50 steel block race, pays five grand to win. Um, and, you know, awkwardly enough that thing ended up getting kind of dry slick in the feature um, and getting bottom dominant so really kind of a neat racetrack I, I like Tyler County a lot
2: I'm surprised you didn't say uh Fremont you know since you got wins there
0: yeah I mean I like Fremont I, I don't have a problem with that place at all it's unique like I said it you race around here for so long. And I mean, we've been in this game for a while now, Uh, not necessarily in dirt late models, but definitely in and around uh, this area for a while. And, you know, like I said, some of the tracks around here are kind of predictable. Fremont and Attica, um, they're they're very similar in a lot of ways. So I don't hate Fremont, but I like the things that are kind of out of our wheelhouse that are a little bit different that we don't see very often because it it forces you as a driver and and as a setup guy to kind of adapt and, and figure new things out, so.
2: Gotcha. So, you started doing this uh, video thing. Uh, you got a YouTube uh, channel, Chasing Checkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you consider yourself a, a social media influencer now?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wish I had that kind of following. Um, no, you know, we started that thing back in the winter. Um, you know, back in the winter, uh, we were going through some things here, kind of as a family with with Brandon and stuff. He had some some health issues and stuff, and we were all kind of sitting around one night and. I've been told for years by multiple different people, like, Hey, you know, it'd be really cool if we could kind of see a behind the scenes of, of what goes on with, with racing and with the race car. And, you know, we see the track and we see that stuff, but you talk about all this stuff that you do kind of behind the scenes. And that would be neat to get a glimpse into that. And, you know, we watched, we've obviously watched hunt the front and all them guys and um, a lot of different YouTube channels, really just even not racing related and thought, you know there is kind of a, a void in the market i mean you search anything that you want to know about dirt late models i mean how to build a rear end or how to rebuild a rear end or how to put a Wi y5 hub together and there's just there's nothing out there on the internet which is surprising because it's ron's fault
2: that's, he, yeah. that's, there's a void you could have filled and he's already beat you to it hey now. we've got our
3: secrets <laughs> yeah
0: Yeah. And that's it too. You know, you, you definitely, you keep your secrets and you know, we don't, we don't show anything on the smasher. We might show it from a distance or something like that. And there it is over in the corner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We keep that. We keep that kind of tucked away, but I thought it would be cool for people to understand and really kind of see that this is not just a a weekend hobby. I mean, this is a almost a second full-time job, you know, all year round thing that we do. And there's, there's a lot of intricacy that goes into what we do with these cars i mean i think a lot of fans get jaded in the stands you know they want to see a wreck, or they might want to see somebody get tore up or whatever but when you kind of start to understand you know the intricacy that goes into these things the time obviously the money aspect of it um it gives you a better appreciation and a different perspective for when you're seeing somebody race on the track
2: now do you think uh you know a lot of dry ryan missler has been doing this um it, it seems to be almost it's it's almost becoming the norm i guess it hasn't really quite got there not everybody's doing it still just a few but do you think that uh this is in the future going to be part of being a a race car driver or team uh, even at a local level
0: yeah i mean yeah i mean and and sorry for ryan i kind of forgot to mention him because he kind (laughs) of started this this deal locally around here uh, quite a while back he's he's put in the time and has got the followers and, you know, kind of the fan base that uh, represents the time that he's put into it. So it's no easy task. I mean, putting these YouTube things together is, you know, luckily I'm I'm decently good behind a camera, so I don't have any problem creating content. And then I just give it to Brandon and his girlfriend and say, Hey, you got to edit this and get this up on the internet. Um, But yeah, I I think honestly becoming the norm is going to be a thing because, you know, there's, Racers are a dime a dozen out there. There's no doubt about that. And you got to figure out a way to get yourself and your team out there to the public and and kind of start to get some recognition and get some attention around that because it's, I mean, we all know, you know, Ron, Steve, I'm sure you guys know we've done this for years and you know, you know, you know what, maybe 30 race car drivers in the country, you know, their names It's kind of a household name and there's, you know, probably, you know, tens of thousands of race car drivers out there. So, the social media thing, it's, uh, it's a its a—it's wonderful avenue to kind of get yourself out there and, and maybe get in front of some people that you wouldn't have the
2: opportunity to do elsewhere. And, and it gives you another uh, outlet for your your uh, sponsors.
3: Well, and BJ, yeah. that's got to be a big thing because sponsors want their name out in front of everybody. And a lot more than just, you know, 30 laps a night, um, they, they expect to see results. And, and that pl- your program plays right into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 really cool and it's huge for the sponsors to be able to you know kind of get them out there. Um, you know, especially when you go to other places that, you know, a lot of my sponsors are just hometown uh hometown mom-pop businesses. I don't have anything corporate. So, to be able to kind of put their name out there on a weekly basis and, you know, represent them all over all over anywhere we go, um, you know, not only at the track but, you know, through YouTube and and Uh, We actually did some really cool things that I was, I was quite proud of. We went to the sponsor, a couple of sponsor shops and, you know, did a tour and and really kind of got into the nuts and bolts of what their business was all about. And, and I was really proud of that because, you know, a lot of mom and pop businesses don't get that opportunity to get out there and and reach, you know, the masses, if you want to call it that. So that was another cool aspect of it too.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the other thing about the nuts and bolts is like, people really don't understand how much work goes into getting the car on the track every week. I mean, getting the yeah. car on the track. I mean, there's a lot of work every week just to get the car on the track and the people in the stands just really don't even have a clue. So these videos will kind of give an insight on what actually happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's really neat because, um, you know, to that point, Steve, I mean, that's absolutely right. You know, the weekend and week out grind is, is definitely, uh, aspect of racing that most people don't understand. Um, but also the winter long grind. I mean, you know, nowadays it seems like, depending on how much you want to travel and how deep your pockets are, I mean, we could easily race pretty much all year round. And so
3: absolutely, uh,
0: it's funny because I remember being a kid and, and when dad, you know, started racing at Oakshade and it was like, okay, the race season was from the end of April there till, you know, the end of September. And that was kind of the, the chunk of time that the race season was. And now it just seems like that chunk of time is just getting broader and broader as, you know, we start racing. I think we went to Tyler County in mid-March or something like I mean, matter of fact, one of the videos is me washing the car in the snow. we had got some late season snow. So, you know, it just it gets it gets longer and longer. The race season's do. And I mean, I'm not even scratching the surface yet. There's a lot of folks out there that are putting 80, 90, 100 races together in a year. And I, I don't know how to do that. that.
2: What kind of what kind of feedback uh, have you gotten?
0: So that's been one of the other really cool aspects of this thing is, uh, you know, we'll go to tracks and, you know, we were up at Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And like I said, I've never even seen the place before in my life. And we got people walking up to us and telling us they watch the videos and they really like us and recognize the car and things like that. And actually, down at Tyler County, we pulled in the pits and the guy that was next to us, a modified driver, you know, um, he he was like, hey, man, I watch your videos. So that, that was really neat. Um, everything that I've gotten so far has been positive. Of course, there's a handful of comments out there on the YouTube, uh, that, you know, are negative, but you're going to have that. I'm, you know, like, uh, Tyler Carpenter can't please word, everybody keyboard <laughs> warriors. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you should have done this. You should have done that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I love the folks that are giving setup advice. Those, those are my favorite people, you know? I don't know why you're not doing this or you should have <laughs> softened that spring or done this. And it's like, <laughs> okay, man, appreciate everybody you.
2: knows yeah. how to do it better.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
3: Favorite saying BJ, it's all easy from seven rows up. Dean
2: Henry's <laughs> yeah. making me feel uh, guilty. I'm going yeah, to have to go lost
0: a race from the grandstands. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
2: that's it. We're going to have to go to big D's and do a video. Oh, oh okay. Um, so, uh, what? Uh, where can people find uh, Chasing Checkers? I know it's on uh, YouTube. Is there just search Chasing Checkers there? You have a Facebook page yep. too, I believe.
0: Yep, yep. We got a Facebook page, and that's where kind of all the information about Chasing Checkers uh, comes out primarily the first time around. Uh, we haven't gotten big enough on YouTube to do anything live on there, any live streams or anything like that. So if you want to find us, I'd say the best way to do it, like you said, Scott, search YouTube for Chasing Checkers. And uh, appreciate a subscribe and maybe a like, um, and then you know to kind of stay informed about what's going on. See any of the latest video drops. Uh, search Chase and checkers on YouTube, and that that'll be the the place that all the information comes out when we're putting a new video out or anything that's going on.
2: So what uh, what's your plans for this weekend?
0: Uh, this weekend, so long as we can get the car back together, uh, we you know we kind of thrashed on it there Saturday morning to get ready for Fremont and. Uh, sometimes in the heat of the moment, you, you do things subpar to the way you normally do them. So right now this thing's currently sitting in front of me and it's got the whole nose tore off of it again. And, you know, three quarters of the body. So we're going to try to get that all back together the right way and planning on going down to atomic, uh, there's a memorial race going on down there for the steel block series and, um, 1200 bucks to win. And then there's a whole bunch of lap sponsor money that they're putting up. Uh, they're paying to win the dash They're paying for overall fast time qualifier, they're paying for each of the heat races to win uh so it, it could be a, a pretty lucrative weekend if if everything goes as planned
3: that's you, a f- that's a fun track too you've got some you've got quite a few laps at atomic don't you
0: bj no actually i've never have. raced at atomic i <laughs> oh. went down there when i crew chief for chris keller uh we went down there a handful of times and i've, I've seen the place raced a lot um but i've uh, never actually been on the track in a car myself
3: well that's kind of like going to Fremont at the swap meets and looking at the track, right?
0: You,
2: yeah. you should, yeah, exactly you should have a major
3: advantage. So
2: you're going to win. Well, you're on the show, so I mean, high expectations yeah. there.
0: Man, I hope so. I mean, it seems like anytime we unload, you know, we park next to that 5M car, that Zach Milby, and uh great guy to race around, become pretty decent friends over the year and um, you know, uh, he he's really good down there at Atomic. I think They've raced down there a handful of times this year, maybe three or four times, and I think he's sitting on three or four wins down there. So, that's going to be the guy we got to beat down there, in my opinion. And uh, hopefully, we can put something together and make it happen.
3: Well, just make sure you pit next to him and tell him, "Hey, I was on Hammer down this week. Uh, you yeah, plan on me. running second.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the, the, the,
1: the first time I went down to Atomic, and it uh, in your first laps is qualifying, and went down into one and hit the gas going into three, hit the brake, brake pedal breaks off. <laughs> and I spin the car and I back up and the guy in front of me is like waving, is like, Your wheels are straight. Do I wanna okay. finish qualifying? <laughs> uh, like, Don't do what he did. So I went I so I went out and qualified and took the checker and trying to scrub off speed, trying to get to you had to go down the back stretch into the infield and it's like trying to scrub off speed without a brake pedal. <laughs> it was it was kinda nuts.
0: What yeah, well, I hope none of that happens to <laughs> me. <laughs>
2: What uh, goofy stuff! What kind of plans uh, do you have, or have you even thought about it uh, for for 2023 yet?
0: Uh, we've definitely been kicking it around. We're not really sure when 2022 is going to end yet. Um, you know, we're actually we're actually definitely planning on going down to the Dirt Track World Championship down there at Portsmouth. Uh, that's in middle October. There, they got a big steel block race to win. There, it's like four grand to win, I believe. Uh, so, another track that I've seen, uh, never raced on. So, we're going to go down to that. Um Hunt the Front's putting on a pretty big race in the East Alabama Speedway I think. That's a, about a 13-hour cruise so mm-hmm. uh we've kicked around going to that and then uh, as far as 2023 goes, you know, I, I think we're probably just going to go through the car. Um you know, there's been some talks about, you know, maybe a, a new chassis. Um but I don't know yet. I mean, honestly, the you know, with the way the economy is and the way things are, you know, we might just be put a new body on this thing and, and go back at it again. And um, hopefully we can do, you know, at least the same amount of traveling we did this year, next year. Um, that's really been a huge advantage to me and Brandon, um, just traveling around, seeing different tracks, like I said, and, and getting getting the opportunity to learn new things.
3: Are there any steel block shows in February, maybe south of here?
0: None that I'm aware of. The At least that particular steel block series, they, they end their season – either right there at atomic or maybe one night after that at Ohio Valley or something like that. Um, but no, no steel block races that I know of that East Alabama deal is pretty much the only one that is on my radar. Anyway,
3: Florida could be fun.
0: I'd, I'd love to get down to East Bay before they close that place. I need, I need about another 150 horsepower and I don't know, maybe a little bit of extra money in the bank.
2: Well, speaking of which, uh, I want to give a plug to your sponsors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got to I got to thank uh, Aquatech Water Conditioning, small company out of uh, Wauseon, Ohio here. Uh, we we got they've done some of our water treatment stuff for you know myself and my parents and um, got hooked up with them two years ago. And that's been that's been wonderful. Actually made some racing fans out of them. They bring their kids out to Oakshade and uh, come out there as a family quite often throughout the season when we're there. And that that's really cool to see. So big thanks to them um robertson edm jeff robertson out of edgerton ohio uh specializes in edm machining which is kind of uh outside of the outside of the norm um but i've known jeff for a lot of years and, and helped him out when uh he owned stuff for keller and he's helped me out the last couple of years and i really appreciate that um ccr the racers connection chris keller up there i'm sure most people know him um he's been a good friend of mine for a lot of years and uh it helps me out throughout the season uh, we help each other out and it's, that's a really great relationship. Um, turn machining and fabrication. That's our, that's our family owned business. Um, dad does all the machining work. I do all the fabrication work. So, uh, those are the sponsors right now. And then obviously Schwartz race cars. Um, they've been, they've been great to us at least over the last couple of years. And, um, Audi's a good dude, good people down there. Um, that's what I got for now.
2: <laughs> well, the the times I've seen you out at Oakshade this year, you've definitely looked uh, very fast. You've had some top five finishes uh, there, and uh, we expect you to get that win then at Atomic this weekend. <laughs> no pressure well, that is there, BJ. Game plan. <laughs> All right, BJ, we appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on, Scott. Yep. Good luck. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Let's it. See you. We'll see you. Take care. Yep. There you go, BJ Gregory. Running the uh, steel block late model series uh, event. So, coming off that win at uh, Fremont this past weekend. I'm surprised he didn't say Fremont's his favorite since he's 100% there. I mean, yeah, every time it's you go there, you're Hard you to argue with those I statis- would like that. Hard, had-
3: hard to argue with those statistics.
2: Yeah. But uh, very cool. So, uh, and again, uh, check out his uh, Chase and Checkers uh, on uh, Facebook or YouTube. Uh, maybe they'll do a crossover thing with Hunt the Front. Uh, yeah. On. so coming up we'll reveal our uh, multi-time late model champion who's sitting right over here still patiently who's going to be racing this weekend before we do that uh we'll go through our racing roundup here then we'll get to him how's that what all right what? Huh? Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? all right okay uh oak raceway this past weekend eric spangler picked up his uh uh his, that was his first feature win. Yeah, At at Oakshade, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. But, uh, yeah, Eric Spengler picking up uh, his first Oakshade feature win uh, in the late models. Rusty Smith uh, doing double duty. I think he had top five in the late models and then went on to win uh, the Sportsman feature. Colin Schilt uh, picked up the Bomber Spectacular win. Uh, A little controversial uh, finish with that one. He finished second in the race, but due to a disqualification, uh, was awarded the uh, top spot and $1,000 for the the win there. Uh, Caleb Hinckley came from Indiana and won the uh, compact A main. Todd Drews Jr. picked up the compact B main win. Fremont uh, Saturday night, Craig Mintz was your 410 uh, sprint car winner. Jamie Miller picked up the win in the trucks. BJ Gregory, as we mentioned, uh, two time steel block late model series champion at Oakshade Raceway or at Fremont Speedway. One of these places. Toledo Speedway. It was the Glass City 200. Trevor Barry picked up the win in the Outlaw Super Late Models. Uh, William, William uh, Sawalich. Sawalich? Sawalich? Sawalich. Uh, I'm, Sawalich. I'm not sure the
3: CRA guys.
2: Uh, that's the uh, ARCA CRA Super Series uh, winner there. <laughs> right. Each uh, one of those groups going 100 laps for that. Montpelier was off this past weekend. Sandusky was off off uh, this past weekend. World of Outlaw, NOS Energy Drink, Sprint Cars, Logan Schuchart, uh Won the Tom Tarleton Classic at Colorado Speedway over there in California. Um, That was Friday night. And in uh, Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions action, the Dirt Classic qualifier at Williams Grove. Friday night, Lance DeWeese picking up the win there. Then Saturday, the Dirt Classic at Lincoln Speedway. Brent Marks picked up the $20,000 win. Uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, the 18th Lucas Oil, late-model Knoxville Nationals uh, were going on this past weekend. Last Thursday, picking up the win was Shane Clanton. Friday night, Bobby Pierce picked up the win. Saturday was uh, postponed to Sunday. And uh, Superman again, Jonathan Davenport, uh, picking up the, uh, the win. What
3: a surprise. Yeah. He's only been mentioned once so far tonight. I know. It's
2: crazy. Uh, ARCA Series was in action at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway last Thursday. Out this time, as a matter of fact, a Busch Beans uh, 200, Sammy Smith picking up the win there. They're about to wrap up their uh, season October 8th at Toledo Speedway.
3: Yeah, at a oval track near
2: us. Yeah, their home track, as a matter of fact. Uh, NASCAR Action, the uh, Cup Series, Bass Pro Shops, Night Race at Bristol Motor Speedway. I did not uh, see much of that. Actually, none of it, because I was racing. I, right. I, I doubt you saw any much of Not, that. I've didn't, heard, didn't heard the, the new next gen cars, uh they yeah. weren't very exciting. Not at all. That's that, that's that's what I heard. Uh Chris busher picked up the win though. Uh Xfinity race uh on Friday, Noah Gragson. That was the Food City three hundred. And then uh the truck race also uh, last Thursday night, Time Jeski picking up the win in the UNOH two hundred presented by Ohio Logistics. Other notes. The XR Super Series late models uh, were running Monday and Tuesday at Kokomo. Shane Clanton picked up the 20000 to win uh, race uh, race win on uh, Monday. Tuesday it was Tim McCready picking up the 40000 to win. And as we mentioned earlier, Rusty Schlenk picked up the win Friday at Mount Pleasant Speedway. So
3: That was a pretty good paying show if I remember, right?
2: Uh, the Mount Pleasant? Yeah. I think it was... I was looking at him holding the check and I'm trying to remember what yeah. the number on the check now.
3: Oh, somebody'll tell us. Twenty two thousand.
2: I think it was two thousand. Maybe it was twenty five hundred. I think the right. points were the bigger part of it. I mean trying to just stamp the points? points. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's trying to gain points. He didn't do so so good at Oakshade. He was driving a, a new car. So he let uh, Colin Schilt run his uh regular right late model.
3: Colin looked like he had a handful, but uh, Learned yeah, I, quite I a didn't bit. get
2: to see any a uh, Colin running. Yeah. That, he looked okay. And, yeah. Okay. Sure, he didn't look as good as me having it totally sideways and first time in a late model. Pretty scary that one. I scared you, not me. Uh make sure to support Dominator Race Products. They have a fresh stock of Camaro and Late Model Bumpers now in stock. They also specialize in body components for late models, modified sprint cars, street stocks, and much more. DominatorRaceProducts.com or give them a call, four one nine. Also available from Ron Miller Race Cars and other reputable dealers across the USA. Speaking of Ron Miller Race Cars, give him a call. 734-856-7223. Race Cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, Uh, broken weld fixing. Yeah. Smushed uh, tailpipe fixing. We're going
3: to have to do some... Serious fabrication on the back of that one this winter, Scott. So be, right. be be nice this weekend. Right, so don't
2: hit the back of my car is what you're saying.
3: Just so, go fast enough and nobody'll hit the back of your car.
2: All right. Maybe that's the problem. There you go. So we have in uh, in the studio is it three time, two time, three time, three three time Oakshade Raceway champion. And uh, before we put him on camera here, what uh, let's let's go over how this all came together. You kind you guys kind of spearheaded this, I guess. I well, who, we did. Whose idea was it? Was it yours or Steve's?
3: There was a retired racer. You might recognize his shirt. There you go. Um, it,
2: he's got by, a good nu- good number on s- his car.
3: Stopped by the shop. He and, used to uh,
2: be flying around Hawaii. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, and we put him in the car just to sit. And uh, he fit quite nicely. And... Uh, he he just politely declined. He just couldn't do it. Couldn't pull the trigger. So uh, Steve and I had decided that we were, he was going to run my car this weekend and uh, we were going to put someone in his car and the and next the, name, the, on Lightning the, McSteve. Yep, the next name on the list was the guy sitting on my right side. So we uh,
2: put him on screen. Might as well put him yeah, on. There. I think, I think everybody probably knows who it is. There he is. Rowdy Schroyer. who is that? Yeah. He became the big guy there. So, uh, so I mean, I guess they, they came to you and with this idea, and, and you said, okay? Is that, was that it?
4: Pretty much. At, I, at I mean, first
3: he said, I don't know, and then he thought about it and said, yeah, I'm in.
4: <laughs> Pull the microphone so, a little closer to you there. When Ron called me on Monday, asked me if I'd do it. Um, I had hip surgery a little over three months ago. So I I wasn't sure I could get in the car.
3: My hip hurts when I'm at work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The seat belt hurts in my truck. I said, "Well, get your ass over here and sit in the race car and see if it's any better."
4: It felt a lot better,
1: and it was. <laughs> <laughs> and you loaded the car today, and how did it feel
4: driving to the yeah, trailer? I told Stevie it felt great just driving it down the driveway. Okay, I was going to ask if you actually <laughs> made it go instead yeah, of just. I backed sitting. it out of the shop and drove it over to the trailer. All right, that right there was. Can you tell how lovely. it handles? Handle's good. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is the driver hasn't been out on the track for three years. Oh. And, it's, and then I have to do the jump in and qualify. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you get the it, green
1: flag and go. right.
4: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we haven't done that. Uh, that. That
2: started within the last three years. So, mm-hmm. so how come you haven't been, you, you said you haven't officially retired. How come we haven't seen you in, in a race car in the last three years? Well,
4: I've drove for Alan Blake the last 10 years. And when COVID hit, he couldn't come over here, so I sent the race Alan Blake car from Australia. From Australia, right. so I sent the car over to him. And so then, that was one
2: of my questions: is if you still had the car? But
4: that no, if I had it, he'd let me race. <laughs> so he made me send it to him. So the
2: twenty eight car is it still twenty eight, or did he change it?
4: I well, when I shipped it over, it was still twenty eight. Okay. Where it's at now, I don't know. But right. he did. He is coming back next summer. And he said, if he comes back, he'll buy another car, and we'll go racing again,
2: with with you behind the wheel. Yeah, no doubts there, no no hesitation. I
4: don't think so on his part. I mean, I don't think so.
3: To yeah. be fair, Scott, uh, the the COVID regulations in Australia were ju- just outrageous. If if Alan had come over last summer, getting back into the country, he would have had to quarantine in a government owned facility for one month before he could go back home, and it would all be on his dime. And I, Roddy, I forget what he said it was, but it was like $500 a day or something. Yeah,
4: I think it was more than that. It was expensive. That's an expensive quarantine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
2: Better get good meals there. So let me ask you this. How do you feel being second choice to uh, Shane Yoder?
4: Yeah. (laughs) everybody's everybody's
3: everybody's been trying to get Yoder back in a car for a long time and he's Um,
4: he's afraid he knows he can't do it so he had me do it (laughs) that's a good answer (laughs)
3: I'm sure he's watching tonight (laughs)
2: that's why I said it (laughs) so uh, what are you most looking forward to uh, on Saturday night
4: Uh, just going out and having fun you know I don't I don't think I've lost it but (laughs) You never know until you get out on the racetrack. And the, these cars are so much different than one, even now than three years ago. So if I can get used to Stevie's car pretty quick, you know, and, and not get in the way, I think I'll be okay.
2: You you think you'll be in the way? Oh, I hope I'm, not. I'm betting not. Any any predictions? Uh, you know, top 10, top five?
4: Uh, make the show? Running at the, the end. The first things. make the show. If I make mm-hmm. the show, then we'll go from there. And then depend on if I start in the top five, I'd love to stay there. You know, if I start in the top ten, I want to stay there. Um, the group qualifying thing. My my kid was teasing me the other day. I said, "Well, I'm just going to go out and be quick time in my group and be done with it."
2: <laughs> that does make so. it a little easier. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Scott, yeah.
3: you might know what's traditionally what's been the car count for the topless race.
2: I don't know. That's like one race out of the year. Think, well <laughs> like you get to announce you watch I think and it's talk. like mid twenties. Yeah, I'd say it's usually upper pretty, upper mid twenties. I'd say maybe twenty-five. I mean it's not 25, 28. And it's optional this year, so not everybody has to be topless. It, I thought
3: that it, I thought the late models had to be topless.
2: In the past they have been, but this year it's optional for the late models. Really? Well, that's what yeah. I said on the website, on the Facebook page. That's what I
1: was told. They said what? They said optional on the Facebook page. Really? Okay. okay.
2: Yeah. But I'm assuming both the 35 and the 95 will both be topless then? Yeah, they're the both 95 in, is. They're, they're both in the trailer that way. Okay. Yeah, it's optional for sportsmen, super stocks, and the late models. So wow. any of those three classes can take the roofs off their car this week.
3: Well, gee, I wonder if a sideboard would be optional. We might change this whole darn
4: program. <laughs> yeah.
2: You could try that. I'm not sure that that's going to work out, but... Um, we could make it happen. Well, you might not... You might not pass tech, so I can. Do. No. Well,
4: so what? What have just slid over? So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yes. what? What have you been up to the past three years then? Uh, since you haven't been in a race car,
4: I just go out and watch.
2: I've seen you around the pits a few yeah, times. Yeah,
4: Just go watch, and I mean, without Alan being here, there's just been no opportunity to race. So, uh, so have
2: have you been missing it then? I mean, is it, you, you feeling the itch?
4: Yes and no, because my kid racing pro motocross now. I go to all his races, and he's doing really well. So I enjoy that as much now as doing it myself.
2: How far uh, does that take you? I mean, does he just race in the area, or does he go?
4: He goes all over the country. Okay. Yeah, he's on MAV TV and oh. all that stuff. So.
2: So, And you follow him around to all of his races? hmm
3: RJ yeah. says you yell at him, too.
4: <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> do you tell him what to do? Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> Not anymore. He, he knows what he's doing. A- any chance we'd ever see RJ in a, in a race car? He drove Alan's car before Alan did he? couldn't come over, and he got out of that thing, and he said, Dad, I have way more respect for you now than I ever did. <laughs> he said, I can d- cannot drive that car. Maybe so, he
2: just needs a few more laps.
4: Yeah. Maybe when he gets done with motocross, he'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> so... um
2: Let's see here.
3: Scott, Pam said no. I wonder what she was talking about with that <laughs> no.
2: A, probably that uh, it's the, mandatory. The, she the, was s- probably talking to you. Oh,
3: or maybe the sideboard comment.
2: Oh, that definitely would be what she's talking about. <laughs> no, no. If if
3: if she, if she was talking about the sideboard, there would have been four exclamation points after the yeah, no.
2: Probably. Um, so have you done anything to prepare? I mean, how long, when did this uh, deal come about? How long have you known you're going to be ready? Monday. So it's only been a couple of days.
4: Right. Ron called me Monday. I went and sat in the car Tuesday and then it was a done deal Tuesday. Check, right. check the
2: seat belts and did you have to get a new fire suit or helmet or anything? You're I've tried good. it all on it. Okay, still it's, all, fits. it's all good. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so anything
2: else you're doing to prepare, you know, any exercises for the hip? Too Late now, okay. Like, well, I have two days,
4: so it's too late.
2: Well, There's your and you Pam, don't have Pam a roof, gave you your uh, your you. four Thank exclamation you. points. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> and it
1: doesn't have a roof either, so I mean, that's gonna make it a little easier to get in, too.
2: Have you run topless before? Yes, okay, Yep. so that's not gonna be a new experience,
4: no. But and if I, you, I like it, okay, but I wish they all had to be topless because it's it's better with the roof on the car's faster with the roof on it.
2: Whoa, oh. well, see, don't give away the secrets now. <laughs>
4: well,
1: and and the people up in the stands, you don't see like everything the driver's doing. So this one race, you actually see the drivers moving their arms back and forth, going into the corners. So it's it's kind of cool.
2: My dog's got gas. Holy cow! <laughs> wow, that's powerful. Scott's been doing so. the show with a dog on this lap. Yeah, <laughs> so she would stop crawling on you guys. Uh, so is this uh, just just a one time deal
4: then, or is, could this possibly any? It's probably a one-time deal because okay. Steve's going to build another car probably over the winter, and you know I just thank him and Mary for letting me do it.
1: And Mary, and Mary, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mary's Mary's the control of the whole thing. She under she makes everything
2: happen. So, uh, so you're going to build a new car? Does that mean you're going to have two? I,
1: I, I mean, I would like something different. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I haven't even thought that far. As far as there's been thought about doing it. But as far as what we're building, am I getting a different car? I don't know. I mean, it's all money, I guess, money-related. I mean, yeah. I could build one pretty cheap. Uh, I mean, it, would I sell my old car, just keep it? I don't know.
2: How do you predict he's going to do in your car?
1: Oh, I now, dating back a long time ago, Roddy built a brand-new car probably 15 years ago, and Todd was out there just making laps. Roddy gets on the track, pulls out right in front of him, goes into one like he has been racing all his whole entire life. And that's kind of how he's going to be going into this weekend. He's just going to go into one like he's been racing the car all season. Okay. So I I would say he's a good chance for a top ten.
2: And you're not going to take it easy, be a little worried that you're running somebody else's equipment, but you run Alan Blake's equipment, so you're used to running other people's stuff anyways.
4: This guy told me don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Run it hard, <laughs> <kidding. isn't> it? <laughs> well, that's because it's Steve's car, not his. Well, he said it's his engine and Steve's car, no. so run it hard.
1: You, you remember what I was talking about Roddy about when you build a car, went on the track, a brand-new car, you went into one like you've been racing it all yep. season. Yep. And then you ran, you and your brother, just back and forth, about 50 laps, just back and forth. In mm-hmm. a brand-new car you've never taken a lap on. Yep.
2: So you haven't taken any uh, laps in, in this car.
4: He has. I have. Have you? Okay. Yeah, like three years ago.
3: In a different so. configuration, though.
4: Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like it is now. But
2: you have some idea of what to, ex- to expect. He knows uh,
3: where the steering wheel is. Okay,
2: <laughs> and the gas pedal and the brake, right?
4: Yeah, and how to shift it. I still know how to do that. <laughs> so as long as I can get in it and get back out of it, it should be fun. All right. We don't even care if you can get out. <laughs> I'll just sit in it all night. <laughs> now, are you afraid that
2: uh, anybody's going to think th- there might be some racers out there that uh, think it's Steve in the car still? Well, or... I was
4: going to say, if anyone has a problem with Steve, it's not him this weekend, it's me. So don't take it <laughs> so, out on me. Well, it, Take it out on the 35. The other... <laughs> no, I don't be going there either. <laughs>
2: the other thing is you could go and maybe take someone out, and then after the races, you know, someone comes up to Steve's pit, and you're like, yeah, it was him. I don't <laughs> no. know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> So is yeah. that is that maybe in your back pocket
4: then? No. Okay. No, I don't do that.
2: Well, you wouldn't admit it anyways, right?
4: No, I'd admit it. Okay. <laughs> I've done it once. Oh. On purpose. Do tell. Mm-hmm. Do tell. What's, I, took, what's... I took Tim Fisher's left front off his car one time. Oh. His girlfriend was bragging in the pay window that Tim hit me on purpose, so the next week I took his wheel off. And, I, and then I went and told him. I did it on purpose, and we never had a problem after that. About
2: uh, earning respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, very nice.
4: Yep.
2: <laughs> there you go. A little little anecdote from uh, Rowdy Schreyer. And uh, you said Alan Blake is planning on coming back uh, next summer, so mm-hmm. chances are we're going to see you running at least Oakshade again. Uh, be. Unless
3: the government invents another another pandemic between now and spring.
2: Well, let's hope not. Right.
3: You notice I said the government. Yes, I did. And did you notice how I ignored it and said, let's hope not? Yeah, well, I (laughs) just wanted to bring that up because Scott likes to keep it (laughs) non-political.
2: Yeah. Uh, We got a little bit of racing news. Then we're going to do how many and give away some pizza. Uh, Before we do that, one last question for you. Uh, Have you ever run Sportsman? Uh, Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then you have a little bit of insight into this. Sportsman and modifieds. Who uh, who do you think is going to be faster there? Who's going to win the feature event? Is it going to be a modified or a sportsman?
4: Um, my prediction is if Brian Ruman shows up, he wins. I think I heard that he
2: is going to be at Eldora for the Four Crown.
4: Oh. <laughs> so that may open Ooh. things up. Yeah, that makes it a little tougher because yeah. I know Brian's fast enough, a, a yeah. modified.
2: And he knows how to get around Oakshade.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a even up. Okay. Could be either one. I'm
2: looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think so. See how the the they mix it up out there. Um with the uh racing at uh the uh the Red Clay at Woodstock Historic Dixie Speedway continuing uh, hiatus for the remainder of 2022, the uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series has uh, amended the October 7th and 8th weekend. That's the weekend of your uh, your uh, park Fall, festival. Fall festival. Yeah. Um, the 32nd running of the Lucas Oil Dixie shootout at Red Clay at Woodstock Historic Dixie Speedway has been canceled. The scheduled event at Talladega Short Track, uh, will shift to Saturday, October 8th. The uh, Swims family paused operations at the Historic Dixie Speedway and its sister track, Rome International Speedway. In uh, 2022, to focus on the health of Martha Swims, who, along with her husband Mickey and other family members, have owned the legendary racetrack for 46 years. So, see, family members at other other tracks are having some uh... not good. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, NASCAR truck series driver Josh Rome was uh, transported to a local hospital after a crash Thursday night uh, during the uh, Bristol race. Rome Brothers uh, Racing issued the following statement, uh, quote, Following today's accident, Josh was taken to Bristol Regional Center for precautionary CT scans. Uh, He was uh, diagnosed with a concussion and will be following up with a neurologist to confirm no further injuries. Uh, he has been discharged and wants to thank everyone for all the well wishes. It seems there's a lot, there's a lot more head injuries. Seems like there's been a
3: lot of drivers out with that, uh, and that you can't blame with the, the with the concussion protocol. Yeah.
2: The next gen I know was, uh, they, they said that the hits are harder in the next gen cup cars, but this was a, in a truck. Right. So I, I don't know. Uh, from what I heard from this incident though, the spotter's radio wasn't heard to the guy because he spun out and then got hit. By a car or truck that uh, the spotter uh, couldn't communicate with the driver to uh, let him know that he was there. So, uh, defending uh, NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Larson and sponsor HendrickCars.com have extended their relationship with Hendrick Motorsports after agreeing to concurrent contracts that run through the 2026 racing season. HendrickCars.com will remain the team's majority partner and continues to support Larson in all non-NASCAR events in which he competes, which is a lot.
3: They need to keep that boy on contract forever. Yeah. As long as he wants to drive a race car, he should be in a Hendrick car.
2: Uh, Formula One released its 2023 race schedule, and the U.S. will have the most races of any country. Uh, There's going to be a total of three. Miami on May 7th, Austin on October 24th, and Las Vegas, which is an interesting deal uh, I don't know if you heard anything about this. That's going to be on November 18th, the second to last race of their season. The race is going to start at 1 a.m. Eastern time, Ooh, huh. 10, p- 10 p.m. Uh, local time right. in Las Vegas. But uh, So it's truly a night race. It'll be the latest uh, Formula One race ever. Hmm. I think the previous latest start was
1: 8.30. That's crazy. It's interesting. Well,
3: what are they going to do for TV audience?
2: a town that never sleeps I don't, I don't well they've got an international audience so yeah, that's true I think it'll be I think uh, it was like in Europe it's gonna be like six or seven o'clock in the morning so it's not really prime time for anybody really <laughs> right. I don't know uh, did you see Dennis Strickland announced uh, that he is uh, retiring yeah his last uh, race as a driver was uh, gonna be in the glass city 200 on Saturday so
3: Great racer, great fabricator, and just truly nice guy, Scott. Excellent.
2: Now, this is what I was uh, talking about earlier. Dave Argebright had uh, an interesting article. It was in Sprint Car Magazine uh, asking if uh, we had hit the limit as far as too much uh, racing. With more racing now than ever, you know, it was racing throughout the week, and it was, uh, throughout the well, year. Scott,
3: it wasn't that many years ago that racing ended when football, high school football started.
2: Yeah. So, he's asking have we reached the point uh with Hoosier uh, unable to keep up with uh, tire supply that is, you know, is there is there too much racing according to his article uh Hoosier has stated that they are producing more tires now than ever before. Um so it uh, seems it's not really a shortage but uh, uh, demand has exceeded the, the supply. The
3: excessive demand, huh?
2: Is it I I mean, what, what
3: do you
1: think? Well, part Anybody? Of, uh, it, part of what I think is that things are getting a little tight right now, money-wise, and there's not as much money in the whole pool, and everyone starts pointing fingers when things aren't doing good. You hear people complain about the online, where you can watch every race online, and that's taken away from people at this. Well, that's, a, yeah, that's another complaint.
2: But there's so many races, and that's another thing, where you have all these streaming services. You can watch three races a night.
1: But when things start getting tight, that's when everyone starts pointing fingers. And and really, it's just an economy uh, thing. I just Uh, thought it was an interesting... I
3: I, I, I don't buy the fact that Hoosier's tire shortages are caused by increased demand because that increased demand didn't happen overnight. It's been rampant. It it can be
2: solved by money. They can build more plants and produce more tires. It's been
3: ramping up over the years. And if Hoosier is the dominant force in tire production maybe they need to look at other suppliers and consider going away from a one tire program but, but it,
2: it it could be something else uh, you know fuel at some point could become hard sure. to get uh, it could be the titanium or other metal to to make cars i mean at some point there's going to be more demand than than supply I, I have we reached that point where is that point if we have, then as sh- a fan, it, I'm like it, we, I can't get it, enough racing. It, so. If we
3: have, then shame on the suppliers for not keeping tabs on what's happening with their industry.
2: And then what's the burnout factor too? Because you have, you know, racers put, working on their cars all week long. You have like you said the streaming going on so there's so much racing on TV you know well, and as, as a fan as, you as, might be like oh, As b j
3: gregory was saying earlier you know some of the top teams are running 80 90 shows a year top sprint car teams are are running well over 100 a year yeah,
2: yeah. so i mean that's just i thought it was an interesting article kind of looking at uh things that, from a different perspective there and there is a lot of racing i think it's a good time to be in racing cuz there's so much it is. there but you know.
3: and, and I think people are very hungry because they were locked in their houses for almost two years, and now this summer yeah. things have opened up. So, well,
2: yeah, that, that's another factor too. People want absolutely. to get absolutely. Uh, Dave McManamy says uh, uh, electric race cars. I know that's uh, something you're looking forward to.
3: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not a fan, Scott. Someday electric cars are. Will actually be
2: weren't the first cars electric cars?
3: There were a lot of electric cars back (laughs) in in the the twenties and thirties. So we're going back in time. Oh, absolutely! Technology just is not where it needs to be for us
2: to go. I think we should have nuclear powered race cars. There you go. Hydrogen hydrogen
3: cells. Water is the pollutant
2: that comes out of hydrogen cells. Steam racing. There we go. Coming up next.
4: Not me. <laughs> if it doesn't make noise, I don't want to watch it. Uh, uh. Steam
2: makes noise. Those Not locomotives. Enough. I mean, we could have some uh Steam Steam Late Models. The Steam Late Model Series. SLMS. All right. Um uh yeah, and that's uh I guess that's it for I have on uh that's it? news. That's it, that's it. I got uh, how many? Uh chance to win some uh Big D's pizza. First, let's uh give away last week's You had the total of, I was going to do a spin the wheel with everybody that entered. Right. Because I didn't have an official number on the total cars, but you did. So we're going with 26 total cars in the Glass City 200 at Toledo.
3: Those are the, that's the numbers that started the features.
2: Okay. Which that's a good number to go with. That's what I'm going with. So we're going with 26 and uh, I picked 32. So I was closest. You went over that. I forget what you picked, but it was more. Our listener winner was was, uh, Perry Cox, who guessed exactly 26. So, Perry Cox, congratulations. You have 30 days to claim your pizza from Big D's. Just get a hold of me or uh, Dean. Nice
3: comment there, John Deere. His parents from back then.
2: (laughs) Which is he talking about? The The uh, electric cars, the 20s and 30s, or the steam powered cars? Yeah. There you go,
3: John Deere. That's one for you.
2: Uh, so this week's how many? How many uh, sportsmen and Modifieds in that combined class are we going to have for the Sportsman Modified Dirt Duel on uh, Saturday at Oak Chain?
3: Obviously, you're talking about entered because we know there's going to be 20 cars in the feature.
2: Yes, I'm talking that are, that'll be checked in. How's that? Okay. So I am going to pick.
3: And you have to do that.
2: Yeah. Before I do that, though, I want to mention that if you'd like a chance to win a Big D's Pizza, go ahead and put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or our YouTube Live. And, and Scott's looking at the comments You right can uh, have stalling. a chance <laughs> Scott to win a Big is, D's
3: Pizza. Scott's stalling because his math is a little fuzzy 43, and he 40. needs some input from our listeners. I'm
2: going to go with 37. Going with 37 myself. What do you got, Ron? I got to go
3: 36.
2: Well, you know what? We got to have uh, Raddy and Steve pick a number too. Yeah, we got. I think twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Going high. Ooh. Feeling optimistic.
4: <laughs>
2: all right, you, you and Josh Shannon are. Son of a gun! Your camera went green again. <laughs> oh, that Scott, was at the end of the show. I did updates on that too. No, oh, well, I don't think that camera likes you. We're gonna have to switch you. That's to right. a different one. Um. So if, uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, you can uh, put your guests in uh, on our Facebook Live video, which will be archived on, on our Facebook page or the YouTube video, until 3.30 Eastern time, Saturday afternoon. Sounds fair. Okay. And then we'll find out who that winner is next week. And if you pick the same number as someone else, that's okay. We'll spin the Big D's pizza wheel to find out who uh, gets that Big D's pizza. Let Lady Luck decide. This weekend's Big D's Pizza Racing Menu on uh, Friday night. It's tomorrow already. Holy cow. It's uh, the uh, Before the Crown Showdown. World of Outlaws, USAC Midgets, USAC Silver Crown qualifying at Eldora Speedway. Gates open at 2 p.m., racing at 8. General admission, $34 there at Eldora tomorrow night. That's Friday night. Saturday night, Montpelier Motor Speedway returns to action with uh, the Super Stock Rumble paying a thousand dollars to win, it's kind of like the the Dominator Super Stock Spectacular, right? So uh, I wonder if that might uh, take some of the Super Stocks down. I don't know. Uh, USAC uh, Thunder Midgets also in action at Mount Pillar Street Stocks and Modifieds and Hornets. Gates open at one, racing at three twenty-two. They're going to their fall hours, so starting early and with the cooler temperatures, I think that's that makes sense. Could be, yeah. Uh, general mission there's 15 bucks at Montpelier Motor Speedway in uh, Montpelier, Indiana. Uh, Oakshade Raceway, the topless night plus a sportsman modified dirt duel, $1,000 uh, to the winner of that uh, between the uh, sportsman and UMP modified combined class feature winner. Dirt car UMP late models in action. That's where you can see Mr. Uh, Roddy Schroyer and the Lightning McSteve 95. And you can see Lightning McSteve. And Lightning McSteve will be in the 35. There you go.
3: And it's got a pretty body on it, and I expect (laughs) it to come home looking like (laughs)
2: that. Has that car, did did you get that out on the track this year? Yeah, you had some engine problems early, but like
3: one race too? Yeah, we had one race in, and then we got the the good motor back, and then all hell broke loose.
2: So it should still look pretty pretty. Pretty it pretty. Looks,
3: it looks beautiful. Okay. It, it's almost car show material. Are you expecting it to come back that way? Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. No pressure, Steve. <laughs> uh, the uh, compact's also in action, as well as the Dominator Super Stocks uh, at Oakshade on Saturday. 4 o'clock for the Gates Racing at 7 o'clock. General Mission $14. Fremont Speedway in action with the O'Reilly Auto Parts Night. The 410s, the 305s, and the dirt Trucks. Gates open at 4. Racing at 7 p.m. General Mission is 15 bucks. I do believe, at Fremont and Eldora. Uh, the big one there, the 40th running of the Four Crown Nationals with the USAC Midgets, the USAC Sprints, the USAC Silver Crown, and the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Gates open at noon, racing at 8 p.m. General admission is 39 bucks, and they have Sunday as a rain date for that event. Should they need it? Um, I don't think they will, though. I think no. Be all right. we, do we have
3: anything from Ryan Weekman?
2: No, no. I got ghosted from Ryan. Really? Today. Yeah. Me, too. Did you? Yeah. I don't know if he, maybe he wasn't in. I didn't watch. uh, He was there this morning. Was he on there? Okay. I don't Uh, know. He's been busy. He's been busy. Uh, But I did watch the weather, so we will have a weekend weather pit stop. It'll be real quick. Uh, World of Outlaw NASA Energy uh, Sprint Cars will, as we mentioned, they're going to be at Eldora Friday night, and then Saturday they're moving on to Sharon Speedway. The World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Models will uh, be at the State Line Showdown at Boyd Speedway in Georgia uh, Friday and Saturday night. The All-Star Circuit of Champions, of course, we mentioned Eldora Saturday night. Uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series It's the 43rd Annual Jackson 100 Weekend at Brownstown Speedway. Uh, That'll be Friday and Saturday, Brownstown over in Indiana. NASCAR Xfinity Series in action at Texas Motor Speedway Saturday. It's the the Andy's Frozen Custard 300 at Texas Motor Speedway. 3.30 on USA Saturday afternoon and the Cup Series the Trader Echo Park Automotive 500 Texas Motor Speedway on Sunday. That also at 3.30 on USA Network. Weekend weather pit stop. Dress warm. That's it. Dress warm. Uh, chance of Friday is going to be fine. No problem Friday. Chance of sprinkles coming through midday on Saturday. But I don't think it'll be enough to right. dampen anything. Might be for make for a fast track.
3: John Young said, uh, Street Outlaws are at Norwalk Friday and Saturday. Uh, if, in case you're interested in uh, drag racing's version of uh, Bowman Gray, Bowman Gray, um, they're going to be fights. Probably. <laughs> okay. It's 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 as contrived as Bowman Gray. Not saying that racing is fake, but all right then. <laughs> Before you spend your money, be a war.
2: Uh, we have no hammer down in the hotline playback uh, this week. Really? No. Wait, I, I had one call, and it was a very Southern accent. Really? Uh, yeah, he wanted uh, debt Car relief. De- debt relief. Pay off all my debt. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Or debt forgiveness. I'm not sure what it was. Um, but, yeah. So, if uh, you want to uh, leave a message, uh, something racing-related, feel free to do so. Give us a call on the Hammerdown hotline. That number is 419-318-3081. It's 419-318-3081. Feel free to call anytime, day or night, or text it. Texting works, really. Yeah, we've gotten texts on there before, so you're looking a little green there. Oh, that's the end scary. of every show. It seems you know
3: what, like. Scott? Next week, send me a link so if if it does do this, I can go in on my phone. Well, I was just
2: going to use the other one that Rowdy's eh, using. Whatever. There. Maybe it's me that the camera's. is. <laughs> Maybe <don't laughs> like. I don't know. Uh, thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kimmer. Uh Contributors Matt Swander, John Young, Doug Dock, and Bob Stazak. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Check us out at hammerdownraiserreport.com as well. And uh, make sure to rate, review us, share us with your friends. I think that helps. Yeah. Comment. I think commenting, it's like it makes for uh Moves us up. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. It's, it's important stuff. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Oakshade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ram Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products, Headhunters, Barber Studio, and Salon. And uh, if you're interested in being a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report, send us a message on Facebook. Uh, give us a call on the Hammerdown hotline, four one nine three one eight three zero eight one. 318 3081 Probably if won't play those If, back, if
3: you're a Cleveland Browns fan and you're over in the Clyde area, order a pizza right now.
4: Yeah, you got
2: four like minutes till the pizza. game starts.
1: And it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters the last two minutes and watch the Browns lose in the last two minutes.
2: That's true. It was a, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was a very big letdown. I'm used to that kind of thing though. Being a Browns fan, we're used to that kind yeah. of stuff. So. Uh, next week on the show. Do you want to Don,
3: Donnie Radabaugh, The history of the yeah, history, mystery man. Um, just a absolute wealth of knowledge on, on everything. Motorsports. Um, did, did you watch that, uh, the Banjo Man? I haven't watched RJ, the Banjo RJ Man one. one.
2: I, I you, saw he, he you, did one with, uh, with uh, uh, what's his face? CJ, Rayburn.
3: Yep. If you folks get a chance, to, your homework assignment before next week, History Mystery Man on YouTube, and uh, you're going to be amazed. He did an interview uh, not too long ago with R.J. Cornett, um, and you're going to be amazed, not only with R.J., but... Uh, with Donnie Radebaugh's knowledge of motorsports.
2: And uh, there's going to be champagne next week too, right? That's 250th right. 250th episode. Wow. 250 of these silly things, Scott. Yeah, we could go into syndication. You only need 100 episodes for syndication. Ooh. Although that's TV too, so that's Third something studio. Uh, thanks to our guests uh, this week, Roddy Schroyer, BJ Gregory, and uh, Steve Miller for coming in as well. Uh, we'll be back again, as we mentioned, with Don Radebaugh Thursday, 7 o'clock, twitter facebook live youtube live all those places make sure to uh, join us then until then get out and support uh, your local racetrack this weekend because uh, the race season's coming to a close before it ends be there yeah be there don't be square see you next week see See you folks
0: you have been listening to the hammer down racing report available on demand on itunes google
1: podcasts spotify or your favorite podcasting platform
0: Have you ever wanted to know
3: how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. race we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.